sweat the technique. We're coming to you live from Las Vegas in the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios, located at the Circa Resort and Casino. Here are your hosts, Jeremy Branham and Paul Gallant. Keith from L.A. You, you familiar with Keith from L.A.? Oh, yeah. Keith Key listens to the, the Paul Gallant show. He yes. says, uh, thanks, Paul. I knew you like L.A. Some of the Twitchers are saying, is this the most interactive show in Houston sports? Well, we're interacting with ourselves a lot, but I feel like as soon as I'm a part of it, yeah, because I look at the Twitch the whole show. I look at the text line the whole show. I, to Key's point, I do love Beverly Hills. I do not like greater L.A., but Beverly Hills. I have not sick. spent a whole lot of time in L.A. Very, I think I was in the night and out. So. Just go to Beverly Hills and have a rich friend that takes you. I've been. What is that theater there? I've been in that theater. You say theater? Theater. It's a theater. 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 English is my second language, Paul. You're a broadcast professional. That's that's the first word I've ever heard you say. Theater. That I don't think you're saying it the correct oh, way. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot. What did you say? Theater? Theater. 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 Yeah. Um, English, again, ESL. <laughs> I grew up ESL. Uh, 713-780-3776. I don't know what that is. You don't know what ESL is? No, it's ESL. This is what happens when you grow up in Mass and Cambridge. And you, you oh, got not your, Cambridge. You got your sweaters and your little button <laughs> ESL is English as a second, uh, English second language. No ESL. way. I didn't know that. Let me. I'm, I'm embellishing a little bit, but ESL is a real thing. Okay. Well, no, I, I, I'm clearly it's a, it's, a, it's a real thing. I mean, I, I took French, which was a worthless thing to take for heritage sake. I wish I had taken <laughs> Spanish growing up. I really do. I you wish should, I, especially if you're going to live in Houston. Well, there's that, but also I, I love uh, to, talking about places we love to visit. That my favorite place that I've ever gone to, I talk about Croatia all the time, but Barcelona, oh, my God. And I know that would be Catalan instead of Spanish, but Barcelona, I've What never did you seen say it. the first time? It's, it's, it's pronounced Barcelona instead of Barcelona. You're such an elitist. I'm, I'm just saying that's what <laughs> the, the Catalans will get pissed at you. I would like to. I, I've never been to Europe, and I'm ashamed by it. Where would you go if you could go anywhere in Europe? Oh, that's a loaded question. I've never really thought about it. You got to think about it. It is worth going because I used to be very much America first. I never want to leave. And then I went on my first adult trip to Greece. Yeah, it was a part of this thing called Yacht Week, which is essentially like spring break for adults. Uh, check all the boxes. Were you on a yacht? We were on a yacht. That's pretty cool. Uh, like basically everyone had like an eight-person catamaran and stuff. First time I went as an adult, awesome. It really is. It really is. Like I, I encourage everybody at least once check out somewhere in Europe. Maybe it's if I get rich someday. Virginia says. It is expensive. Uh, <laughs> that's for damn sure. I was in debt for a while after that one. Virginia says Madrid, but greater than Barcelona. Oh, the love of my life. Fishin says Switzerland. She lives there. You're, the love of your life lives yeah. in Madrid? Yeah, married. Married uh, Married three months ago. Is this like a legit person or like somebody you, a like legit. a celebrity No, no, legit. I had, a, I had a steamy one-week tryst on Yacht Week Croatia with a girl named Ava from Madrid. What did you call it, a one-week tryst? Are you expecting to have a two-day tryst? Here in Vegas, since that's where we are. I have no comment on the matter, circa. but uh, as someone who is not married, I, I will no be pursuing. I will matter. be pursuing. Uh. I'll be pursuing greater <laughs> opportunities, but not the kind guys that you're all saying that I'm going to. No, looking? not of the certain persuasion, and also no, none that involve dollar bills. What's the boldest you'd move you'd make in Houston sports right now? <laughs> <laughs> nice transition. <laughs> if I had to make a move, I would trade Jalen Green. Okay. I don't think Jalen Green improved last year. I think that from a numbers perspective, you can see it. He shot more volume, but he did not improve as a shooter. He didn't improve with his decision-making. And honestly, I thought that, okay, maybe in a year where he's his second in the league, he'd become better as a ball handler 
as a distributor. And maybe that was never going to be the case, seeing as they like to do that with Kevin Porter Jr. But I don't know how much Jalen, better Jalen Green is going to get. And I feel like if you're going to get assets or good players in return, now is the time because I think there is a chance that Jalen Green, if he does not take a big step forward next year, that we're talking about his trade value diminishing a little bit more. Right now, I think there are still some people that believe he can be a superstar in the NBA. I'm one of those guys. I'm one of those guys. I I feel like good third piece on a good team is, is more realistic as a ceiling for him. I mean, he does average 20 a game. I mean, but 20 a, a lot game, of guys on piece. bad. A lot of guys on bad teams average. That's a fair a point. Game. Like Kevin Martin's always a guy that I think of, like a local oh. angle that could put up twenty every single night and was never on a winning team. I'm sure. Right? I'm sure Joel will tell you stories about in 2011, uh, uh, Kevin Martin and uh, yeah. uh, how just terrible a team. It's amazing, but season. Kevin. But it's crazy. Like Kevin Martin was involved in the trade for T Mac. That like you traded T Mac to get Kevin Martin, and then Kevin Martin was a big factor in bringing in James Harden. So, like, Kevin Martin put up a lot of empty numbers, mm-hmm. but Kevin Martin was pretty instrumental for a very, I don't want to call it a golden era of Houston Rocket basketball because I couldn't stand James Harden, but for an era of Houston, Houston Rocket basketball that was that. very, very good. So, like, but, it's, but I think that this year is critical for Jalen Green. Like, oh, yeah. I, I agree with almost everything that you said about Jalen Green, but I do think that he has the potential to be an all-star level, top 5, 7, 10 point-per-game scoring kind of guy. But the reason that this year is critical is because he finally has a real coach. Like what? Because it, it's hard for me to be too critical of Jalen Green and lack of improvement year yeah. one, year two. Yeah, fair point. When Silas I, was when I think it was, you know, a clown show. It was a, a waste of time. Show. Exactly. It was a waste of time with Silas in charge. So and that's I, totally And fair. I do worry that it stunted his growth. Like, I think it's a really fair point. But does he take off with Ime Adoka? Like, if, I don't know. And that's why I need to see it for one year. That's why I'm not going to – trade Jalen Green yet because I want to see what it looks like with a year of Ime Adoka. Now, in 12 months, if we're having the same conversation, we're looking at Jalen Green's like, I didn't see any growth there. He looks like the same player. He doesn't play any defense. He doesn't handle the ball. He doesn't really get to his shots all that wonderfully. I'm, I'm with you. I'm in on that, but not yet. I need to see a year of Adoka because now it's a real team. Now it's like a real coach. Now it's a real organization, and it wasn't that before. Yeah, uh, no Josh Christopher anymore either. Which I think is a good thing for him. I agree. I think it's a really good thing for him. I think it's going to help his maturity. Did you not see those videos? I know that you did. <laughs> the Twitch is asking me about that. What do you think about I'm not going to answer that question. All I'm saying I, is I, yeah, I, I, look, it might I, be good to have one of your boys that you've known for a while out so that now there is this idea that, like, hey, man, this isn't all fun and games with your friends. <laughs> Very strange. I, I've said on the air before <laughs> I do – I would uh, – I like Jalen Green's position more than I like Josh Christopher's position in that video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's more of an alpha. I think he's more of you an think? alpha. <laughs> yeah, I think he's more of an alpha there. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. A bold move in Houston sports. What would be your bold move in Houston sports? Nine three nine two. What are you laughing at? Nine three nine two says start Keenum, let Stroud sit a year and learn, go Cougs. I love Case Keenum. He's statistically the greatest college football quarterback of all time. 
Somebody else texted start Davis Mills, too. Don't, don't start no, C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud has to be the starter on this football this, team. Uh, this idea that you put a quarterback behind the bench based off of Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, Jeremy, is such flawed logic. Those guys would have been amazing from the get-go. They're all-world talents. Do you really think that resting them for a year meant that they would be a better quarterback when they first got their start in the NFL? They were talking about how awesome Mahomes was with the scout team. Yeah. And actually, I imagine that the Packers would have been a little bit better off if that bozo, Brett Favre, had been kicked to the curb a little bit quicker, given the fact that he never put any effort into the playbook and into the offseason. Had Rodgers just gone right in and not had that, I think, at, at times, waste of space in for the future of the Packers organization in the locker room, I think Rodgers would have thrived right away, too. And people always bring that up, like, oh, those guys sat behind uh, good quarterbacks for their first season. Yeah, they're on good teams. That's part of the dynamic as far as why that happened. But I think those guys would have been awesome right away in the NFL. Yeah, really, it is a matter of just throw the guy out there, especially if you have a $200 million almost invested in yeah. the offensive line. See, I could, I could see this a little bit more if you had an expansion offensive line like David Carr right. had. Like exactly. If you feel like you can't protect the or, guy, you're scared about his health. You know, with, with Watson, the reason that they had Savage in at first had nothing to do with Savage over Watson. It's because they had, in their eyes, the worst offensive line in the National Football League in 2017. That was a weird scenario, too. Because Brown wasn't, Dwayne Brown wasn't there at the beginning right. of the year, and, yeah, the rest of it was a mess. Part of that, too, though, was, like, that, that team was coming off a of playoff appearance. They were? Like, people forget that they traded <laughs> up for Deshaun – off the hills of a playoff they, they were terrible in the second round of the playoffs with Brock Osweiler under center against the New England Patriots on the road. They See, weren't bad in that game. So the scenario, like the Deshaun Savage like conversation, I think is a lot different than the than the Stroud-Mills conversation. I agree. Totally agree. It, that was a team coming off the playoffs. This is a team that has won 11 games in the last three years. I think the bold move that I would have – is that I, I would DFA Jose Abreu. And look, look I'll, 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 take, I'll eat an about, L on this one. What about I'll, I'll last night? He looked so limber with those he, plays he defensively a, after Dusty gave him a couple of days off. He, Talk he, to Dusty. He did look a little bit little, little bit more bouncy. Oh, yeah. He did look a little more bouncy. Mm-hmm. He looked a little slimmer, too. He did. Did you notice that? Or are you just saying that? Honestly, me. It, it, it might have been more than, like, I, I, I've lost track of the amount of buttons that he's, he's uh, unbuttoned. Maybe, maybe he just wasn't John Singleton over there, so he looked slimmer. Maybe, <laughs> like, maybe he was, he, that's, <laughs> that's the equivalent of wearing black. It's like you look a little slimmer. Like, if you want to look slimmer, you wear black. <laughs> or you play first base after John Singleton's been over there for a few days. Like, it's kind of like a way to slim up. I'll eat the L on Jose Abreu. I was, I was banging on the table. Bring Jose Abreu to the Astros. Everybody was excited. If you yeah. weren't excited, you're, you're probably not telling the truth. Do you think he'll be better next year? I, I, it's hard to be worse. Yeah. It's hard to be it worse. It really is. I mean, he's one of the worst ten hitters in baseball. I would, I would DFA Jose Abreu, but I'm not doing it this offseason because I need to know if he's going to be better next year or not. I'm probably waiting – 40 games. I'll probably give him a quarter of next year. But if he's, if he's lousy after a quarter of next season, DFA in him. Okay. Man. DFA. DFA. I'm biting the bullet. Look, the 49ers are doing that right now with Trey Lance. That's one thing that I'll, I'll, I'll criticize San Francisco for falling in love with Trey Lance and, and trading up for Trey Lance and giving way too much for Trey Lance, and he turned into a major disaster where he can't even beat, up, he can't even beat Sam Darnold on the depth chart. But one thing that I appreciate San Francisco doing is we're not going to be committed to a bad decision. Yes, we gave up a lot, but we realize he's not any good, and we're not going to 
give in to the sunk cost. We're going to understand it's a sunk cost, yeah. and we're going to move on. The Astros, if Jose Abreu is brutal the rest of this year, he's brutal the first 40 games of next season, I would be encouraged if Jim Crane saying, look, we made a bad decision. Here's my money. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, saying that I'm willing to spend. I'm willing to spend on this city and this organization, and we're going to buy out Jose Abreu. What's the alternative then? Probably though? Yiner. But you've you've come to the understanding that Yiner Diaz is viewed by him, Dusty Baker, as more of a catcher. Does another manager see it differently? Is Dusty here? That's a great question. I, I think your I think your Diaz idea is a good one. I don't hate the idea of DFAing Abreu, but it's mainly based in frustration. I, I don't think it's a smart play. If you will, it's a bold move. That's for sure. They would be better at first base right now if Abreu wasn't there. It, man, if if he's going to do that to Abreu, then can he do it to Montero too? I Montero mean, at least eats innings, and you can hide him. Like you yeah. can hide you can hide Montero in four or five run he, games. He eats Jose innings Abreu in the gets, same way my cat eats her own hair when she licks herself and then pukes it up on the. I'm, rug. I'm failing to see the comparison here. <laughs> like What's that, the cop here? When you're talking about eating, like Montero's doing a lot of puking too. Seven one three. Agreed. Agreed. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. That was an awesome cat HR, reference. HR and B listener legend. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. What what bold moves would you like to see in Houston sports right now? And bring, speaking of the 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 Forty Niners with Trey Lance, the Jets, a couple of Super Bowl contenders that have each had top three quarterback bust we don't think the texans are close to super bowl contendership if you will but how about the the team build does it show you that you should build the team first over desperation for the quarterback 713-780-3776 paul gallant in for blank it's the killer bees from circa in vegas on espn 97.5 and espn 92.5 espn 97.5 and 92.5 home of the norwegian blue remarkable bird the norwegian blue in it beautiful plumage Live from Las Vegas in the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios, located at the Circa Resort and Casino. Here now are the two squeaky clean hosts who never drink or gamble, Paul Gallant and Jeremy Branham. I wish I didn't. University of Houston takes on UTSA next weekend as we celebrate the first game in the Big 12. The Cougars are members of the Big 12. Caller 12, get it, Big 12, at 713-780-3776. Wins a pair of tickets to the University of Houston game on Saturday, September 2nd as the Cougars take on the Roadrunners' top 30 team in the AP. Uh, You can also get a family four-pack, four tickets, four hot dogs, four chips, four sodas for just $60. Go to uhcougars.com slash tickets or call 713-GO-COUGS to get your tickets today. Tickets also start at just $20 if you don't have that family for four. Hopefully you won, though. 713-780-3776, call number 12. You are wearing a Houston shirt. Yes, I am. Pajama. Yeah. You're wearing a fake Coogs wristband. Oh, you don't want to ask but this question on the air, bro. I'm not. I'm okay, not. Good, I didn't. Good. But uh, there's a backstory. It's a dark one to this wristband. Okay, I won't. What do don't. you What do you call yourself? The uh, the resident Coog or something? Oh yeah, like that? yeah. I mean, I'm not paid to be a Coog fan like you are. I mean, I did pay them lots of money to right, attend. Exactly. The so, great I mean, institution. I mean, what you know, you're 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 like indebted to them, even though you paid them. What, what's going on here? You know, how does that work? Do they just like pay you to just knocks off your student loans? <laughs> That's a great question. Like, they should give you some back. Like, You're making memories for the Cougars in the NCAA tournament, and, and I feel like, yeah, they, they should give you uh, some of that back. 
I mean, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, in addition to this. I wouldn't hate it. Come on. One five nine two. bold move, get rid of Dusty after the game today and let Maldonado interim manager. You know, I've brought this up a couple of times. Like, this is the very natural next spot for Maldonado is as bench coach, if not manager, because we hear about what a defensive mastermind he is. He's the Bill Belichick of catchers, and even though, like, <laughs> balls are passing by him all the time. Leads the world in pass balls for right. the second year in a row. And the Astros starting pitchers are all have a god-awful year this season but he knows how to call a game but it would be interesting to see him in that role I think that is his next stop especially considering how much this team respects him yeah I don't I don't think it's right away I don't think it's right away I think the espada you talked about the plight I don't know no I don't know I do wonder what happens that we we asked this question Uh, earlier don't be shocked if it's AJ Hinch if they bring back AJ Hinch why the f can't they bring back Jeff Luna because Jeff Luno he's will been work blackballed. Nowhere. They and also they didn't like Luno. They loved Hitch. And when I'm in they, I mean the people that make the decisions over there. Jim Crane no didn't one, like Luno. No one liked Luno. No one liked Luno. The people that worked for Luno didn't like Luno. I, I think it's crazy though that Alex Cora, that story that you brought up from the oh, trying to get yesterday, a fight with I'm Blum. like, this guy just sucks, and he's back in baseball. They, but that's Luno why, isn't. Well, that's why no one really cares about the sign stealing stuff. Like, look at all of the like the bad actors in the whole sign stealing scandal, and look where they are now. With yeah. the exception of Jeff Luno, that was a reason to blackball Jeff Luno. Alex Cora was suspended a year, and the team that employed him. Employed him again, hired him again as yeah. their manager. Carlos Beltran got fired from the Mets before ever managing a game, and then the Yankees signed, like hired him to be on their TV crew. And I think now he's like an advisor for them. I don't even know what he's doing. Okay. Uh, George Springer signs a hundred and twenty-five million dollar contract. Carlos Correa gets paid. Like the, it, no one cared. Like everybody realized, everybody knows what actually happened. And the the actions, manager signings, the contracts that have been given to former Astros, show you that no one cares. What annoys me the most is that. Despite no one caring, no one talks. How is it that Mike? That's Myers, not true. That's not true. On what player has been on record talking about it, other than the Astros, who were basically Betts. forced to apologize? Mookie Betts said they cheated in 2018 in the regular season. Mookie Betts flat out said, "Yeah, we did it. Everybody else was doing it." Joey Votto says everybody else was doing it. Like, who is the pitcher that's now with the Blue Jays? That's if, talked about how this was just going on in Major League if, Baseball. It felt Reddick. Reddick said the Dodgers did I, it. I, Kratz. It felt like a kibosh was put down, and now we're at the point where no one just cares because of the way that our sports news cycle is much like our news cycle. You just move on. And everyone's like, well, it's easy to just think of the Astros as cheaters and villains. Uh, but I, I really feel like there was a long I think it was also very where everyone spread. shut up. I, I, hey, I don't disagree, but I, I think that there was, a, there was a period of time where everyone shut up, and their silence was complicit. I mean, it didn't help out, especially if they knew it was going on in the game and they're so disgusted by it. Like, there had to have been more players. If people were pissed off about the steroid era and they were mad that other guys were getting numbers and contracts, and there had to, there had to have been some other guys who were seeing, like, wait, this team was doing it. I, I know the Rockies using the Theragun makes me laugh because they sucked still. And they were using the Theragun to call out signs. I just, I just think everybody was doing it. Like, I really do. I really think it was I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was everybody. Super widespread. And then the whole steroid thing was, like, the people that were offended with steroids, well, they just started doing steroids. Right. I mean, that's why Barry Bonds started doing steroids, allegedly, is because he was, he was like, I'm better than McGuire. I'm better than Sosa. And they're getting all the fame of the chase of 
you know, the record in 98, the summer of 98. I'm better than those guys, so I'm going to use steroids. I'm going to shatter all of their records. Let's, and he did. Let's go back to something you said, though, that, that, that got us down this rabbit hole. So say they move on from Dusty Baker and they bring back Which, which by the H. way, they're not doing this immediately. Yeah. Like, they, they enter, like, fire him today. Like, that's, that's no, not happening. This is the bold move conversation that we had in the last segment. But say they bring back A.J. Hinch. Would we be just as mad at A.J. Hinch as we often are at Dusty Baker? Because I feel like I'm still mad about them leaving in Will Harris in Game 4 of the 2015 uh, ALDS against the Kansas City Royals. I'm still mad about that. They should have gotten Will Harris out of that game. You're talking about the one where they blew they, the lead yeah, in Game yeah, 4? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was in 15? Yeah, yeah, that was Well, 15. Sip was the one that gave up the grounder up the middle. But I, I remember, I think they, like. That I, was, like, the Correa probably should have made the play, actually. I remember Will Harris to the point where whenever I was saying Will Smith's name last year, I kept on saying Will Harris because yeah. I was annoyed I mean, with Will Smith's Hinch existence. I mean, loved Harris. He did. Lo- I mean, he usually, and he had some good moments, but, I mean, still, it's a really, the end it's of the day. Really good moments. Yeah. I, no, I, I, I would like to think we would. I, I certainly would. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I certainly would. If, yeah. if A.J. Hinch is not using Jordan Alvarez in the 10th inning because he has a jammed finger and then starts him 13 hours later and then lets him play a full game that they lose by three touchdowns, yeah, I think I'd be critical of A.J. Hinch. Yeah. If, if, AJ, if, AJ, <laughs> if A.J. Hinch had Yiner Diaz, who is a far superior player than both Martin Maldonado and Jose Abreu, but Yiner Diaz is the clear-cut number three behind those two guys – yeah, I would be critical of A.J. Hinch. Some comments. Uh, King of all Twitches said if they bring back Hinch, they'll have a pissed-off fan base. Then he called him uh, a word. I don't and- think they would. I don't think they would. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If A.J. Hinch is the Houston Astros manager next year, would you be mad? Or would you like that? I think more people would like that than be upset about it. Hmm. I, I, I do think that there is an element of if you pander and you get nostalgic with the past, that there will be people that like it at first, but then eventually we will get back to doing the exact same thing that this city loves to do, which is just bitch about the manager. No doubt about that. That's 100% truth. Like, this is how we entertain ourselves. <laughs> Absolutely. This is what happens would, when you win two World Series and you go to six straight ALCS that's and you just makes, get bored. That's and what, you're what like, makes baseball fun. Yeah, that manager. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Micromanaging the managers, what's the beauty of baseball? Seven one three seven eight zero espn It's rather a large indictment on the game as a whole where like that's how, what you got to do. I mean, you do it time. in the NFL too, though. Like, why yeah. did he why why did he run the ball on fourth and one instead of throw the ball? But Why I, didn't they take a timeout there? We do it in every I, sport. I agree, but a coach just does such does such a bigger job in football than they do in baseball. I would agree with that. I, in fact, I think that the managerial job in baseball of all the coaches I, I think, is the least important one. Probably like I hockey. Would, hockey maybe is, is. I would I would agree to that, especially from a game management point of view. Mm-hmm. I think we're a man a baseball. This is where Dusty's great. This is where Dusty's great. A baseball manager earns his money in the clubhouse. He earns his money with, okay, how do they handle a three-game losing streak? How do they handle a winning streak? How do you handle a little bit of drama? How do you handle a little bit of controversy? How do you handle a little bit of adversity? I think that's – and we don't see that stuff because that stuff happens in the clubhouse, and I think it's the most difficult job for a manager, and I think that's where Dusty excels in. But what does he need to do in the clubhouse? Because, honestly, the clubhouse has always been fine. I I think that among clubhouses in baseball – because generally – in such an international sport, you see a lot of clubhouses that get segregated nas- naturally. for sure. Right. And, and this one, like, again, I, who knows how much English Jordan Alvarez speaks, but if you've ever been in the clubhouse and you see Jordan, like, interacting with guys like Alex Bregman and, and, and other guys who are, like, speaking primarily English, that clubhouse, despite a lot of guys that have left, you know, we're talking about That's in, true. what, 2017, two guys left. Yeah. They are remarkably close. And I do not think that – 
you necessarily need to have a guy like Dusty Baker yeah. or A.J. Hinch to maintain that. I think the clubhouse has really maintained itself, and I think it will continue yeah. to do that as long as Altuve's there, and, and Bregman's probably going to help on that it's, regard a little bit too. It's really amazing that they still have a good clubhouse after – the leader, Carlos Correa, left. I never thought they were going to get over that. 713-780-ESP in the Willabits. Killer B Court. Judge Joe's going to determine if me or you are on the right side of history. I have no idea what it is, <laughs> but we'll figure it out. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. It's the Wheel of Bits on the Killer Bees. Kibbles and bits, kibbles and bits. I'm going to get some kibbles and bits. Who knows the bits the bees will begrudgingly bite? Well, let's find out. Here's Joel and Jeremy and Joe. <laughs> All right, Joe George. We do a Wheel of Bits. Paul, Paul I made it very clear earlier. He never listens to the, to the bees. Paul yeah. Galan in for uh, Joel Blank today, by the way. I'm still Jeremy. Jeremy Joe out here. Uh, we're at Circa in Vegas for the Ultimate Contest Weekend. Two biggest contests in Vegas. Circus Million. Million dollars is yours. Five picks each week against the spread and the circus survivor, $8 million up top if you're the lone survivor. All right, so we do a will of bits. We okay. don't know what it is each day. Okay. Although I guess Joe kind of let us in on the secret today. Uh, Joe decides what we're going to do. I, I think he spins a will, or do you just decide? No, I just decide. Oh, okay. We're so going to solve a murder? Some, some will. I mean, I hear the law and order theme. Yeah, he said, something about Judge Joe is all I heard. Yes. What, did, what did S2D2 say? Oh, we didn't include S2D2. Oh, okay. We came up with this one on the fly. Okay. Because normally we have a robot voice in there, but... Because yesterday, at 8.18, actually, I don't know, is this tweet in Central Time, we think, or? I have no idea. This is, like, my clock says 3.34 (laughs) right now, and it's been confusing to me all day. Because, as Paul said earlier, he said he's not very smart. Oh, this would have been later. I got him beat. All right, this would have been last night, 10.18, at Jeremy Branham. On Twitter. Tweeted, I hate the Manfred Man rule. Oh, I hate it. Cannot stand it. And then... My guy, Mike, my guy Mike Palm doesn't like it either. Three minutes later, Paul Gallant said, I love it. <laughs> so today... Well, hold on a second. Was that in response to my tweet? Yes. Yeah. Oh, did, did he respond to me? Yes. I did? Oh, I didn't notice you, that. You, oh, wow. Don't even... You're ignoring no, you your t- co-host. You oh, responded. my God. You want my co-host? Did I respond? You responded. Yeah, you, you, it was a very condescending and snarky it's been response. A, did, As really? I walk around you like I'm a lawyer about to I present say? my that, case. That's kind of my thing. You that's said, what I do. Jeremy. What did I say? I'm shocked. Oh, I do remember this now. I do. <laughs> he doesn't even remember interactions with so I do remember his co-host, his friend. There's been a long 24 hours. I've yeah, had very little been. sleep. Um, <laughs> so I will. Be, I wanted to do this one for a while. So we're gonna do Killer B Court. Okay. So and you're the judge. You, you the get judge. to anoint yourself the judge. Well, who else is gonna judge? The Twitchers. Hey, that's a bad. That's a bad call. Exactly. It's a bad. How about this text call. line that called me the T word, which I don't think I can read on the air. The T word. Yeah. T W. It's like. Twinkie, but oh. I didn't know people yeah. use that. I didn't either. Bring it back, <laughs> I guess. I didn't either. All right, so I want to. I want to hear your case. Why do you? Why do you like the Manfred rule? Paul, because why do you hate it? And I'm going to decide who's right. Who starts? You go ahead. A- right. Age before beauty. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, <laughs> I am lawyer I'm Paul. Lost. I'm from Mississippi. And in Mississippi, we don't have baseball. He's literally walking around the table. Now let me tell you about something here. When it comes to baseball, there are far too many games. 
162 over the course of a regular season. My goodness, how am I supposed to keep tab <laughs> on you, all of those? Why don't you look at the juror? Well, I'm trying to the convince jury. the jury over here, <laughs> and I'm trying to convince you right here. So let me tell you something. There's 162 games. And on top of that, my good sir, this man over here is going to try and tell you that he, as a father, is actually staying <laughs> up to watch these 162 games, some of which can be three hours and 30 minutes long. <laughs> We need to end these games as quickly as we possibly can. We here in Houston, after all, are a people that are used to the playoffs. That's when the regular season actually begins. It's generally the ALCS. We just want to get to that part of the year as fast as we possibly can. And with Rob Manfred's new rule, putting a runner on second base, starting in the 10th <laughs> inning, we can get to the end of those games completely quicker, in addition to wrapping up the regular season in a little bit more of a jiffy. Tip my cap to that. that Thank was, you. That was well done. Yeah, we should have had you go first. But I, I will say this, Your Honor. Whenever you have a lousy case, you have to resort to theatrics, like my opposing counsel just did. My opposing counsel had to walk around this courtroom. He had to talk in this really weird <laughs> southern voice. That I don't a, know what you're uh, talking uh, about, and I object to that, Your Honor. I, I would also say that he hasn't even school, called you, Your Honor. I would also say an old school southern voice would probably not like the Manford man because they have old school values as opposed to this new Manford man. Reason the Manford man is lousy because it's not baseball. Why do you start with a runner at second base to start it in? It makes no sense. It's gimmicky. It's not baseball. It's fraudulent. It should not exist in our fine sport, the American pastime. Well, Mr. Jeremy. Oh, do we get do we get cross examination uh, here? Uh, we, can we get cross examination? I didn't know what we were doing. It cross. has become pastime because of all the reasons that I laid out. Then your the, Honor, I, I do declare, I, I would love to uh, hear what your ruling will be. Here. I do declare. I sound like I feel like he needs a pimento cheese sandwich. I know. And some sweet tea. Yeah. I do need that. <laughs> oh, like that Chick-fil-A sandwich is on the rundown. Oh, yeah. They're doing pimento cheese Chick-fil-A sandwich. Did you see sandwich? that? The pimento cheese Chick-fil-A sandwich has got some uh, mild jalapenos on uh, that bad boy. I, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'll I'm be honest. Sorry, I'm the, excited for that. The, 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 spicy, the spicy sandwich. Yeah. The spicy sandwich. It's, it's the number one. You can't. You it's can't. number one. I love the spicy sandwich. It's pretty so good. I, I got it twice this week. That's the only place I go. Now, here's the thing. What's nice today is I can side with whoever I want without being accused of, you know, Improper judgment. <laughs> That's a uh, shot. Because well, so if I sided with you and Joel was here, he would literally say, "Of course you did." Those, <laughs> yeah, he he said it all of the time. It's just it's for the record. Uh, I'm I'm gonna side here. It's not because of the, the theatrics. Oh yeah, I just, they were great. Well done. They were good. I just they agree. were good. That's how you went over a jury is you lie and just do it in a bombastic nature. Just, how did Jody Cochran get O.J. Simpson out of jail? <laughs> he murdered a woman. Allegedly, and, a, and another man. Yes, that's that that too. This is Chewbacca. It's alleged. Chewbacca's a Wookiee. We don't know that he did that. Doesn't make any damn sense. We don't know that OJ did that. Uh, but victory for uh, Mr. Glock. You believe here. in justice? Uh, Dr. No. Dre says Polly thinks he's fucking rich lawyers. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's a t- that's hundred percent where I got. Here's it a very controversial, wild, crazy take that I want to run by you. Yeah. You don't you don't like long baseball games. You don't like no. long baseball games. No, I don't. Three and a half hours, just, you know, it's beneath you. You couldn't handle three and a half hours. It's more than 162 <laughs> three and a half hour games. It's more that. Which we, we I mean, I, I do love the pitch timer for what it's worth. I, I think the pitch like, timer has been a great, and I, I think a lot of people had objections to it. I get it. Yeah. They're purists. I don't think that they should have the pitch clock in the postseason. I will say that. I completely disagree. You want it in the postseason, should too. You, should you abandon the shot clock in the NBA postseason? 
If you're going to add a clock and it's going to be a rule of the game, are you getting rid of the play clock in the NFL postseason? But if you're adding a clock, you got to adhere to the clock. I just think playoff baseball is so much better than regular season baseball. And the one thing that playoff baseball, like it adds, if, if there weren't 162, I would not have pushed for the changes that they made to quicken up the games in yeah. the way that they did. I I, uh, I think the umpires are going to be very lenient for what it's worth. They I, think, I think they're going to be pretty lenient. They pretty should generous. be. I, I'm me, surprised that that is actually going to be different. Uh, it's going to be enforced in the postseason. Can we come to this compromise? I hate Manfred, yes. man, I think it's gimmicky, and it's not something you see in the playoffs. I just hate Manfred, but I, same, know, make, right? Same, and I think that Mike Palm, we had him earlier. I think he met, he thought that I meant Manfred, and yeah. not the actual gimmicky extra inning. But um, how about how about we compromise on this? I'm okay. curious to see where you stand on this because this is something that does not go over well every time I suggest it. You do not want long baseball games. Mm-hmm. I don't want gimmicky extra innings. Can we end the game in a tie after nine? <laughs> Go European soccer. You play 90 minutes. You're, it's a 1-1 draw, a nil-nil draw. Each team gets a one point. Okay, so we'd have to go to a point system in baseball. You, yeah, either you do a point system or you do half a win. Hmm. But no, here's, here's the other thing. I can't do ties. Here's the other thing, Paul. It's un-American. Here's the other thing. I think it's a fraudulent win. Like, if you win it in a gimmicky extra inning, that's not the same as winning. What did the Red Sox? What was the Red Sox but final score today? Like, like the, Red Sox, the Red Sox beat the Astros today 17-1. to But that's the, the, Is that more convincing of a victory, a true value of a win, or was a 7-5 gimmicky extra inning yesterday? Today was more convincing. That's a real win, what yeah. happened today. Yesterday's a fraud. But, but, but the way that you're making that argument, like those people over to our left wearing the Philly stuff that seem to be looking at us, be like, oh, yeah, they got a World Series. Or, yeah, that's right, <laughs> bitch. But uh, the, the, thing with, uh, the thing with that, it's like the Philadelphia people that are saying, like, oh, well, it wasn't a real no-hitter because it, was, it wasn't one pitcher throwing it. It was multiple pitchers throwing it, which the Astros are so good at. They but uh, I, I don't but like that, I don't, okay. no, no, but that's, no, no. I feel like that's the same. Think, argument. No, 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 because you so still win, win. Because you still win a baseball game and the other team didn't have a hit. Like the 10th the inning of a Manford man, and I'm happy this is not a postseason conversation. <laughs> the fact that it's regular season, like I really don't care a whole lot. Like it's, I, I mean, I'll have a strong take and you know, defend it. But I don't, 162 regular season, whatever. It's not that big a deal. I'm happy it does not exist in the playoffs. But it literally does not happen unless you get to the 10th inning. Yeah. It's fluky. Like, what other sport has this fluky overtime period? Like, NBA, you just add five minutes to a game. But both, NFL, you just add ten minutes to a game. Soccer is kind of gimmicky whenever you get to the PKs. Both teams have it, though. It's not like it provides an advantage necessarily. And, and weirdly, the, the yeah. Astros have been – I think if, been the, bad. if the Astros were better in it, would you feel differently? No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't. No, I promise you, I would not. Okay. I don't. I don't like the gimmicky extra. The, I, think the Mariners, it's, I think it's silly. When I was in Seattle, the Mariners were weirdly very good in extra innings. Really? So, um, I, I mean, it was gimmicky. Their offense sucked. Yeah. Like, that, that's how they were winning some of their games back. In, I, I, think, I feel like it's. A, I feel like it's an op, an awful representation of the nine innings. I just, it's just so different than how you got to that point. That's true. I, that's, and I don't. I don't like. True. I don't like overtimes in sports that differ that much from the regulation period. Like they've been, Do you like, not like college football overtime then? No, I hate it. Especially the new version. I, I hate the it so much. Terrible. I hate like you started like that's not that's not the game. I like, agree that's not that. how it was played. Like what I, if, I hate it. What if they went to uh, kind of a compromise both ways? What if they went to like a, the hockey system where if you win every That's win, gimmicky too. But every win is worth is worth two points. Yeah. But if you if you lost in the tenth inning you got one point. Yeah, so you so go to the point system Paul so, is talking about. So, so, the, so the Astros yesterday would have got one point. The Red Sox yeah. would have got two. 
Today the Red Sox will get two, the Astros yes, will get zero. Yes, I like that more. At least then it's like, okay, you're recognizing that you got to extras. You're recognizing the gimmick. Mm-hmm. Because in hockey, they play three-on-three hockey now. They change mm-hmm. the value of it. Yeah, yeah I think that's – I like well, that more. You you mentioned the gimmick. Okay, but we all like sudden death overtime. That's that's different. Do we? I, I think so, right? I don't think we do. Do you not like sudden death overtime in the NFL? Not really. Okay. Like, I want both offenses to have a chance, right? I, I think – I bet they changed the rule to that. Ten-minute quarter. That's that's kind of gimmicky too, right? It's a ten minute quarter in the I NFL mean, now. That's and, and not that gimmicky. I think it is because it doesn't give the second team. I think enough time on a possession. Very see, often you'll see yeah. the second team when it gets the ball have a very short think, amount of time to make. To I move think the it's football. it's less gimmicky than sudden death, though, isn't it? Football uh, football's yeah. tough because I don't think there's a good answer for football. Like I really don't. I, I don't think there's a good answer for I, football. I think it's legitimately as simple as you add a quarter yeah. and then you add a quarter. And the problem is that they're going to bring up safety and the NFL right. like to sort of like make it it's, seem like they're not the absolute like <laughs> heartless bastards. Football's tough to do. They'll bring it in. Football's tough to do, but I agree that's the best way to do it. Uh, coming up next, uh, if Paul's up for this, a little bit of garbage time. Paul Gallant for Blankers, Killer Bees right. from Circa in Vegas on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. You know that stupid overused phrase, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? Well, this proves that it doesn't stay there because you're listening to what's happening. Good point. Live from the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios, located at the Circa Resort and Casino. Here are the killer bees nuts, Jeremy Branham and Paul Gazant. <laughs> Paul Gazant. <laughs> oh, Paul. Spencer's cracking himself up. You, you, see, you see his voice range there? He got a little, he got a like little rangy. I like it. Yeah. Spencer's showing off because he didn't show off on the football field. You're uh, such a one- hater. <laughs> I want to have Spencer on my show. Uh, I introduced myself to Spencer at a, actually I've I've met Spencer before, but I was a nobody when I met Spencer. I still am, uh, and I introduced myself. He was at a Texans camp. I don't know why, but he was at a Texans camp the uh, like first couple days. And I was like, hey, Spence, I'm I'm that Branham guy. And then you know we talked for a few minutes. Real nice guy, real nice guy. He's wearing a Super Bowl ring. I don't know why he didn't play. Uh, one four oh, eight oh three. My God, come on, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, won't, I won't allow you to assault our man's honor. Honestly, he won a Super Bowl, bro. Did he? Yes. <laughs> he was on one of the greatest teams of all time. Honestly, I don't even know if he played that game. I, just oh did, my I, God. I, did, it, I did it for the joke. <laughs> it was a pretty good one, no, I think. No. Uh, one, four, eight, three. Paul won chump of the week for that shtick. That's a dead bet. That's a dead bet. It's a dead bet. It's a dead show. Why didn't they? Ooh, <laughs> he just got mad at me for taking shots, and then he goes there. Well, listen. I mean, I'm just saying facts. We Where? saw we saw one of them running around. That's true. <laughs> we did. He's alive. Alive and well, six zero seven six plantation Paul. Reed. I like the bit. I don't know why you got chump of the week for that. I thought it was. I thought it was good. People. Why they were intimidated by how good of a lawyer I'd be? Why did they give you chump of the week for that? They thought it was a bad one or what? I don't know. I thought I think it's good. I don't know. Right? If it's a plantation, Paul, like that's that's sound. That's I think solid. It's fine. I mean, Chump of the Week was their excuse to you know just play me on the show, which obviously <laughs> made it better. So yeah, yeah, we've been there and done that too. Nine three nine two. Did Branham leave Blankers for that twink, Paul? Oh, are you gonna you gonna call me that too? Huh? <laughs> that's what you meant by bad word? Yeah. Is that a bad I'm, word? Whenever yeah, you, that's whenever, a homophobic slur. Oh, is it? Yeah. I apologize. I think it is. <laughs> I apologize. Oh, it's I, I fine. Did not know it's, that. it's been such a part of the show when already. You, I'm like, you, I've accepted it. When you said T word and then added the W, I, I didn't think you were going with I that. Asked, I, what do you think I, I was going to go to? Where else? Oh, yeah. That's, that's why I said did people say that still. I didn't know that. They, they do say that a little bit less. That's more like an Irish person insult. 
I mean, if this goes well tomorrow, I mean, I don't make those calls, but if, I like turtles. Things go well tomorrow. Uh, so Paul does a thing on his show. Yes. Do you, do you go to it this early? I don't know. Uh, I need you to stretch here, Paul. It kind of <laughs> depends on how uh, much ADD I have. And I have that, too. If if Sean and I are we bantering like, about something. We have five minutes left. We can do it now. Okay. Yeah, let's do a little garbage time, then. All right. Garbage. And then I start eating garbage. If there's one guy up here who knows about total garbage. Garbage. It's this guy. It's garbage time with Paul Gallant. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I saw that uh, on the rundown that we were putting together that um, you guys were asking about the fame and the fortune of a, well, terrorist. <laughs> what? You're laughing. <laughs> Tiffany Gomez is a terrorist. <laughs> I just, of all she the words I thought you were going to say, I did not expect you to say terrorist. She got kicked off a plane. She's a terrorist. And this... Everybody who gets kicked off a plane falls a terrorist? This uh, one? If you are holding me up from getting to my destination, you are a terrorist. Now, <laughs> obviously, there's varying degrees. So let's just bring it back to this biatch, <laughs> Tiffany Gomez from Dallas. Dude, she sucks, and now she's famous. It's unbelievable. She has 100,000 followers on Instagram. What is wrong with us? She's a Dallas Five! She's not even good looking. Oh. What? She's not. And she's posting pictures on Instagram saying like uh, like, like motivational quotes. Yeah. What do we want to hear from this crazy bitch? What do we want to hear? <laughs> Am I wrong? What do we want to hear from her? No, I think you're right. What does she provide to society? Motivation. And, and, and people are so damn horny. They all follow her. And, I'm, and, and look, this, part of this is envy and jealousy. I like Clearly, I need to commit terrorism to, to, to get a to get a better time slot at the station. And, this, and Tiffany Gomez, Dallas trash. This lady, she's famous now for holding up a flight. Dallas trash. She is from Dallas. I know she's from all Dallas. people from Dallas. I said Dallas trash. She says Dallas. Like that's the word. That that's the thing that I'm oh. confronting. He says Dallas trash. She it is awful. I, I, I think it's awful, too. I'm I actually, hate her I'm, so I'm, much. I'm with you on this. I've never she, hated anyone more. I'm not going to call her a terrorist, but she creates she, a scene on a plane. That's I mean, She goes viral for creating a scene on a plane. And then she disappears for a month yeah. constructing a plan to be famous. This was all calculated. And, and right, and now she's going to she's gonna turn this into some sort of like OnlyFans venture. And I can see the Twitch already. Well, she right was now. already rich. She's already rich. She had her own, like, consulting firm. I don't she, know. Lives, she lives, like, in some very well, rich area of Dallas. Apparently the whole issue was about how uh, she thought that somebody had taken her AirPods. Or, like, it was, I think so it was, like, I, a relative. I, I wonder how rich she really is. I mean, like, oh. Well, did you see that bag she had? It was, like, a $5,000 bag I read. Uh, I bet it was a knockoff. Mm-hmm. Did you she see her house? She her she house is, is, is fancy. It's like a million-dollar home. Or is she just posing in front of a fancy house because no. now she's becoming an influencer? Jeremy, she was already you, rich. Can, you can hire people to film you going onto a private jet that will never take off. Like, there is so it's many... not even a real plane most of the time. Right. But she was already rich. No, she wasn't. Yes, she was. She's, what do we say about Dallas people? Do they suck? $30,000 millionaires. They are experts at creating this image, this illusion that they're actually rich because it's this wannabe like southern genteel town that thinks it's like Los Angeles, even though it's legitimately on the border of Oklahoma and Arkansas and dust. 
It's in the middle of nowhere, no value, and she is the worst. And yes, I'm jealous of her. Should we? Should, should Oklahoma be catching strays here? She's a Dallas five. Dallas. Has this was. I'm with you here. I hate her. Like I she, hate her with she, a passion. She's cussing out cops. She's yelling at everybody on the plane. She for, did. Everybody had to deplane too, right? Yes. I think everybody had to deplane. Yes. She's making everybody's life miserable that day. She goes away for a month and comes up with a plan to try to capitalize on all of this. We shouldn't be giving her any attention. No. Like she, she acted a fool. We shouldn't be giving attention to people this who are is, acting a fool. This is 2023. I'm with you on this. this I'm is, with you. This is all. This is all where our society is going. Like the person yeah. like this gets rewarded. I'm with. I wouldn't call it terrorism, but I'm with you. To those people on the plane, <laughs> might have been. For those two hours, it was terrorism. No, but then she treated the cops poorly too. Like that. that yes, that disgusted she, me. She said afterwards. She she made some she made some threats afterwards. Which again, that in in 2023, anytime after 2001, like that is legitimately something that the FBI or TSA could look into you for and perhaps charge you with threats of terrorism. Yeah. Once they got to the terminal and she's yelling at the cops like that, that was a bad look. At least we should we shouldn't be we should not be giving her any sort of fame. Uh, thank you. But she sent out a tweet and then she has like a link to her website, a link to her YouTube. Like she's ready to cash in. There's I, no doubt I hate about her. it. I hate her. At least they didn't leave. The you know, cops? The, or? No, like the, the the plane. What do you mean? Like they didn't take off, right? I think they eventually did. No, but like with her on it. Oh and yeah. Then this happened because that happened to Todd. Oh, that's right. He was when he went to Amsterdam. He. They had to, like, there was this flight. I saw it on Twitter. It, like, circled Chicago. Yeah, he was stalking our boss. Nope. I just saw the tweet. <laughs> he was stalking our boss's like, flight to there Amsterdam. Was this, there was this flight. It had to, like, circle Chicago, leaving Houston, dump a bunch of gas or oil. or Not oil. I'm an idiot. And then land in Chicago, refuel, and then fly back to Amsterdam. Because some, oh some guy yeah. was too drunk and they had to kick him off the plane. So it's probably, what, a six-hour detour? Yeah. Well, they got emergency exits. Throw them out. That's that should be a new rule. Throw people out of the bar. Oh, that's what they should do with this lady. Give them a parachute. They should have just took off and then just be like halfway, been like, see you later. Give her a parachute so she's got a chance. They're trying to kill them now. No parachute. Where's she going to land? Somewhere. (laughs) Just still land. Not in our lives. We really don't like this lady. Not on the internet. Not in in the land of internet celebrity. Uh, Yeah, like literally like three days ago, I almost had a deep board a plane because of a lady like this. I was about to ask you, what's the most disorderly thing you've seen on an airplane? I can't think of anything that I fly a lot. I can't think of anything that's happened. You've never flown spirit, sir. I have once or twice. It's My, generally the, the terminals of Spirit more than it is the yeah. actual airline. Spirit's an upcharge for everything, isn't it? Dude, that's what they the act like it's Spirit so cheap. In, and then. Joe, the last year, the, I, I will say the last Spirit airline flight I ever was on was actually the, 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 until today, was the easiest flight I've been on in a very long time. I've been running into some flight hell of late. And luckily, no Tiffany Gomez. You don't like her. No, no. So no. what happened on your flight? Some lady was just. Like causing a ruck, oh. like a muscle. A, a ruckus. A ruck, a ruck, a I hate it when they. The I hate when people cause a ruck. <laughs> a ruck. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, is that a I'm ruck. Ruck. I'm, 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 it is. I hate it when that happens. I hate it when that happens. All right, does it for us. I like a ruck or two. Thanks so much to B Mac behind the glass doing all the hard work. Joe's just along for the ride. He's Paul Galan. I'm Jeremy Brandon. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Houston late hits with Patrick Creighton next on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Peace. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Here, your family. I don't have friends. I got family.